Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchise of Retirement Income Source, LLC. Retirement Income Source, LLC and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50 percent of their life savings just as they near retirement. It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source. Located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, how are you today? I hope you're doing well, taking a little bit of time for yourself. And I just want to say welcome to the program. Today, we've got an interesting bit of news to look at with regards to inflation. That's right. Inflation is back in the news. And unfortunately, it's not the news that you or I wanted. It's the news that inflation is now back up. Inflation is getting hotter. Inflation is moving upwards. And this is not going to bode well for us. You see, the reality is, is that we've been seeing the inflation numbers coming down little by little. And thank goodness for that. However, we also know that until the feds get comfortable in the idea that inflation has indeed been licked and it's now behaving itself, well, That's the time in which they're going to begin cutting interest rates. And in many respects, they're not getting themselves too antsy right now because of the new numbers that have just come out. So we're going to be discussing not only what the inflation numbers were, but we're going to be addressing some questions that recently have been posed by you dealing with inflation. And I think that these are extremely timely to look at and to just kind of dissect and to consider. Now, before we get into the program, I want to remind each and every one of you that the Capitalized Retirement and Life book, the book that I have spent quite a long time preparing and writing, is going to be available for sale, I am pleased to say, March 5th from all major book retailers. So Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, you name it, the book is there. And hopefully it is something that you can purchase, you can learn from it, you can use it as a resource, but not only that, pass it on to your friends and your family. It's something that's very practical, it's down to earth, it's very basic, and it's designed to be used. It's designed to be able to teach a person how they too can have the retirement of their dreams. They can have income without that income coming at the expense of their principal income the right way. I want to Just remind each and every one of you, 
If you have a question pertaining to your retirement, I encourage you go to our two websites. The first is CapitalizeLife.com. You can click on the little button that says Ask MJ, and that's going to get your question right to me. You can also go to our primary website, which is Johnson, W-I-M, as in WealthIncomeManagement.com, and you can also post your questions there. So what's all this news about inflation? Well, the reality is that every single month, our government looks at inflation. The Federal Reserve in particular is looking at the numbers to determine which direction the numbers are trending. And we've had the expectation that the most recent report would show a 0.2% rise in inflation and core inflation, as they would call it, was to rise 0.3. Well, the reality is, is that they were a little off because now the real number is 0.3 and core is up 0.4. So this really took the stock market by surprise. In fact, the stock market, the S&P 500 is down about 2%. The 10-year treasury seemed to go up overnight about two-tenths of a percent, which is a pretty large move. And the reality is, is that if we look at the annualized numbers, which we have to be clear now, the annualized numbers always include the other 11 months. So those are going to have higher numbers. But if we look at the annualized number, that means that headline inflation was sitting at 3.1% and core is now sitting at 3.9%. So where did the Federal Reserve want to see this number go? Well, ultimately, their goal is 2% inflation. And if you've been listening to this program for any length of time as a listener, you know that I believe that that number is very unrealistic. That is a number that I do not believe that we should even come close to trying to get to. But the reality is, I'm not the Federal Reserve. I'm not a big enough cheese, right? So I'm not going to influence Jerome Powell or any of the other Federal Reserve heads. So this is where we are. Now, when it comes to inflation, if the numbers aren't going in the direction that we want them to go... What does this mean to us? Well, first and foremost, I'm not going to freak out over just one month of hotter than expected inflation. I think that that's foolhardy because we know that it could be just a temporary rise in inflation. It could be because we've had warmer weather than normal. People are out and about and people are consuming and buying as opposed to being shut in their houses with 10 feet of snow and single digit temperatures. But we have to be careful to understand that the Federal Reserve has this expectation of being able to lower interest rates, but they're not going to lower interest rates if they feel that inflation is not cooling at the consistent steady pace that they want to see it. In other words, they do not want to have a resurgence in inflation. Remember, the Federal Reserve is never going to come out and verbally say, OK, we're done. We are officially done raising interest rates. The reason they're not going to do that is they do not want to become obligated. They were kind of the whipping boys for not acting soon enough when inflation really started to grip this nation and the economy. And so, therefore, they really got a good verbal shellacking from Americans and politicians. Well, now that inflation is coming down on a pretty consistent basis, even though they may be done raising rates, they're not going to come out and verbalize that and say that they are just in the off chance that they may have to raise rates again. But remember, you and I, we don't want higher interest rates. Yeah, it looks good for CDs. It looks good for annuity rates. 
But that's about it. Everything else hinges on low interest rates. You see, as a nation, we have become addicted to low interest rates. And low interest rates fuel the economy. Low interest rates fuel the expansion of business. They fuel the expansion of home building and car buying and all of these things that make the world go round. And so the reality is, is that now that inflation is coming in hotter than expected, that is likely to dash the hopes of the Federal Reserve lowering interest rates, probably likely in the first six months of this year. Now, I've maintained with all of you as my listeners and my clients that I really don't see the Fed's lowering interest rates until at least the third quarter of this year. So it's going to be a while. But even with that being said, remember, we're not Carmack on Johnny Carson. We cannot read the future. We are not fortune tellers. And so if this inflation continues to tick up again next month, that's only going to likely lead the Federal Reserve to saying, okay, well, we'll just postpone whatever we might have planned in the third quarter to the fourth quarter. And it's going to then take longer before we see these interest rates start to come down. So if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Now, when it comes to your retirement, you know, the big question, the big $64,000 question is, what do you own to be able to combat inflation? And this is very difficult, I think, for the average person. You know, when I kind of think back through my 25 years as being a fiduciary and a financial advisor, I see that there's a lot of individuals that while they are working, while they're in their accumulation years, they understand inflation. They understand that the cost of goods and services are likely to go up. And in many respects, they can kind of have a bit of a built-in inflation hedge because they're working, they're getting pay raises. They can add to their 401ks or their 403bs to be able to bolster the amount that they're saving for retirement because they know that in the future, they're going to need more money to live than they do today. Now, let's put some real numbers behind this. So let's say that you're not quite retired yet. You're just thinking about retirement. And as you think about retirement, you're like, you know, I think when I retire, I'd like to have about $75,000 of retirement income in today's dollars. Well, if we think about inflation running on average, say 3%, what that means is that by the time you make it to retirement, and of course, this is just kind of an average, but by the time you make it to retirement, That means that you'll probably likely need between ninety-five dollars to $100,000 of income in order to be able to essentially equate the $75,000 of what goods and services you can buy today with that amount of money. I know that that sounds absolutely devastating, but the reality is that with just 3% inflation, that means the goods and services are going to double about every 20, 24 years, something like that. So you think about the price of a car, right? Just think about automobiles today. It it blows my mind what they're asking for a four-wheel drive pickup truck, what they're asking for as far as a four-door sedan. 
it probably blows your mind as well. Like we think back 20 years ago, 25 years ago to what automobile prices were. And then we look at today's prices and it, it blows our mind, right? But you see, this is something that we have to be very mindful of for the future. And the quandary or the pickle that I see so many retirees in is the reality is they can be compensating for the effect of inflation while they're in the accumulation stage, while they've got the security of the paycheck by getting the pay raise and putting more into the 401k. They can do those things and that helps. But once people get to retirement age, now it's almost as if they stop paying attention to inflation. Oh yeah, they know that it's there. They feel the effect of it, but they don't know how to continue to mitigate it. And so that's what we're going to be discussing today because inflation, ladies and gentlemen, to state the obvious, is not going to disappear. Inflation, ladies and gentlemen, to state the obvious, is not going anywhere. Inflation is always going to be with us. And there's going to be times where Inflation is red hot, like it was three years ago. There's going to be times where inflation is running moderately low, like we've seen over the last 10. But it's always going to be there, and it's always going to have an impact on your money. So what can you do about it? Sit tight. We're going to start digging into what you can do to help naturally offset the effects of inflation. We'll be right back. This is the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Thanks for listening to our show. Our Income First model is a strategy that seeks to focus on income through a diverse portfolio of fixed income and fixed income-like equity positions. To accomplish this, we just avoid mutual funds and we focus on individual income-generating securities that can be customized and managed for your specific investment needs. By being willing to stray away from a short-term benchmark, we can focus on delivering a more secure and reliable year-over-year income stream and opportunistically manage through volatility. To learn more about our income first approach, just reach out to the show today. Call 866 290 3837. That's 866 290 3837. Or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. So, how's this latest stock market roller coaster ride treating you? You've worked too long and too hard scrimping and saving for retirement to have it exposed to this volatility or gobbled up by some retirement spend-down scheme. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, hoping for different results. It's time to get off the roller coaster and get serious about how you're planning for retirement so you may have the retirement you've worked so long and so hard for. Call Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Time now for more of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. And welcome back to the second half of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source 
Located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. If you're just joining us, welcome to the program. Today we're discussing inflation and how the inflation numbers came in hotter than normal. And that does not bode well for the Federal Reserve taking and lowering interest rates anytime real soon. In fact, it is dashing the hopes and the expectations of a rate cut really until at least the third quarter of 2024. Many analysts were taken by surprise. And here's the thing. We know that if inflation continues to tick up, it could be that the Federal Reserve completely takes cutting interest rates off the table entirely. They may push it into 2024, and that's good for no one. You know, any time the Federal Reserve is taking action or they are not doing anything at all, It seems to be a concern on both sides, but it is very evident that the Federal Reserve is going to be watching this hotter than normal, hotter than expected inflation number and data that has just come in, and they will likely be using it as justification to hold off on cutting those interest rates. So as long as these rates stay inflated, they stay up, it's going to continue to keep a lid on economic growth, and we could be seeing even more of a bit of a jump within the stock market, because let's face it, when these numbers came out, it kind of startled the market. The S&P dropped at 2%, literally in about a five-day period of time. And we know that the stock market is looking forward to the Fed's cutting interest rates. So let's get into this. How do we combat inflation? Now, in the first half of the program, we talked about when you're still in the accumulation stage, you got the paycheck, You can do things to be able to save more for the effects of inflation when you're retired. You have likely bonuses or pay raises that you'll get from time to time. You can put more money into your 401k or your 403b. You can compensate. But I see people that make it to retirement and then they just stop altogether focusing on the effects of inflation. And you cannot do that. So one of the things we want to bear in mind is something that's a little bit more technical called duration. So let's say that you're coming up to retirement, or maybe you've just hit retirement. You know, when the Federal Reserve raises interest rates, and they've done it to us in the last 24 months, they have done it to us five years ago, back in 18, they're going to do it to us again in the future. It's going to happen. We just don't know when, but we know that it's a cyclical cycle that takes place. The reality is, is that you have the choice of owning assets that either provide you distributions or assets that don't. So let me give you a for instance. So you own a home, let's say, and let's say that over the course of the last decade, the value of that home has appreciated. Now, that's great, but it didn't really change your life, did it? It went up in value, right? Which everybody can then point to their property taxes, which are already high. And they can say, well, my property taxes went up. Yes, your insurance, your property insurance probably went up as well. But technically speaking, it did not change your life just because the value of your home went up. But let's say that you own a rental and that rental has a tenant and that tenant is paying you rent. Now, that is a piece of real estate that you own. And that piece of real estate is, in essence, paying for itself. Why? Because it's creating a distribution. It's paying you something. So the value of your home has a very long duration. 
the value of the rental home or the rental home has a much shorter duration. So one of the things that we want to consider implementing into our life as we get closer to retirement is shorter duration. In other words, we want to be focusing our money on the assets that are going to be paying us interest. They're going to be paying us dividends. Why? Well, if you've been a listener of this show for any length of time, you know that I teach an awful lot about the 4% rule, and we want to be very careful because the 4% rule basically teaches us that we should be able to take the value of what we've saved for retirement, and we should easily be able to take 4% every single year from that without ever cannibalizing and running out of money. We should be able to do that. Now, the reality is that not everybody arrives at the same methodology of getting the 4%. For instance, those advisors that exist in the world today that abide by the 4% rule the same as I do, they may have a very different methodology, a methodology that I consider to be extremely dangerous. The methodology of saying, well, we're just going to simply take 4% of your principal and then we're going to cross our fingers and toes and we're going to hope that that principal regrows to replace what you took. And you see, that's very dangerous because what if you go through, say, another cycle like we have in the last two years where the market is down two years in a row and as a result, you've now taken 8% of your principal, okay? Is it possible that it could grow 8%? Yes, but even if it grows 8%, you will not be fully recovered. You see, think about it this way. This is the harsh realities of math, but if you had a dollar and that dollar was cut down to 50 cents, how much of a percentage of return would you have to make to get back to a dollar? I know some of you out there right now are shouting at the radio 50%. And you see, that wouldn't be true because 50% of 50 cents is only a quarter. That means you'd only be back up to 75 cents. Now, you see, when you take 50 cents from a dollar, the remaining 50 cents has to double. It has to make a 100% return just to make it back to a dollar. And this is the reason why you never want to listen to an advisor who is telling you to take from your principal to create the income that you're going to need. And I encourage you, if you've got a question, if you've got a comment, things that you want to hear discussed on our radio show, I encourage you to go to our website, johnsonwim.com, as in wealthincomemanagement.com. And there you can go ahead and you can leave a comment. You can give a question to me if you'd like, any a number of different ways. You can even call the office if you'd like and say that this is something that's really been on your mind. You'd like to be able to hear it discussed You see, the realities of inflation are very real. You know that. I know that. If you have just an average of 3% inflation, did you realize that the average middle-aged adult today, by the time, let's say that they wanted $75,000 in income when they were retired, by the time that they retired, to get the same goods and services that $75,000 would be buying them today, it's going to cost them roughly $100,000. You see, even at 3% inflation, the cost of things double 
about every 20 to 24 years. Think about that. So what we want to be looking at today is if we're getting closer to retirement, we don't want to be paying attention to things like tips, treasury, inflation, protection, securities. Yeah, they were all the rage just a couple of years ago. But the reality is you want to be mindful that you're borrowing money to the U.S. government and then you're letting the U.S. government tell you from year to year how much they're going to pay you for interest on the use of your money. And then they're going to also say, oh, by the way, we get to do everything in our power so that we can pay you as little as is possible. That's silliness. I want control if I'm the investor. I want control if I'm the retiree. You want control too. So we want to be mindful of investing for income if we know that there's going to be inflation in the future. If we're going to be investing in stocks because we've heard that stocks are a good inflation hedge, how about we do this? How about we look for stocks with shorter duration? In other words, we start focusing on stocks that are paying us 4% in dividends, 5% in dividends, 6% in dividends. Why? Because if we really are planning to abide by the 4% rule, we're really planning on trying to live the retirement of our dreams, getting 4% off from our investments every single year. We don't want the same amount of money every single year for the rest of our life. We want to be able to have an income that's going to increase. And so, you see, by owning stocks that pay us dividends, we have less risk. By owning stocks that pay us dividends, we have no middleman. We're not paying, you know, 12B1 fees and expense ratios and all the things that go with owning mutual funds and index funds. We actually own the stocks. We actually get all of the dividend. But even as the price of goods and services go up, guess what those corporations do? They pass those price hikes on to their consumers. And that means that in the future, those dividends go up as well. Now, you've also heard the flip side of the coin. You can look at equities, but you can also look at fixed income. You can look at things like individual bonds, things that are contractual. Instead of owning a governmental treasury or governmental bond where they can tell you how much they're going to pay you for interest. What if, what if you own individual bonds and those bonds are contracts and you know for fact exactly how much you're going to get paid in income every single year? And you see the reason why we don't really have to worry about taking 4% is because if we are investing for what our future objective will be, namely retirement income and more retirement income than what we need, what that means is that we're looking to build a portfolio that's not just making us 4%. It's making us 6 or more. Because you see, if you have more than what you're taking, now you have a built-in inflation hedge. Now you have the ability of being able to reinvest the excess interest, the excess dividends. When people ask me, you know, should I buy gold? I've heard it's a good inflation hedge. Well, the reality is, is that buying gold and silver, there's nothing wrong with it, as I've said before, but it has an extremely long duration. In other words, it doesn't distribute any interest to you. It doesn't pay you any dividends. It's something that is a commodity. So in many respects, technically speaking, it increases your risk. 
You've got to sell it and part with it in order to get anything out of it. It's like selling your home just to realize the appreciation that the home has seen. That's something that I don't want to do with my principal, certainly not with IRA money. So we want to be able to understand that there is a bit of a psychological connection to gold. People have said for generations that it was a good inflation hedge. People still buy into that psychological idea, and therefore it still looks on the outward side that it is. But in reality, it isn't always. When we think about gold, it's gone down nearly 3% just recently. And so that is something that we might have a small bit of, but it's certainly something that we're not hinging our entire retirement on. We want all of our money producing more income than what we need so that we can always constantly be reinvesting so that we have a built-in inflation hedge even when we are in retirement. Remember, we want to be able, under all circumstances, if possible, to be able to be netting more than what we're taking. And if we can do even better than that, all the better. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.